48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. The police released more than 50 activists arrested in a national security case on bail without charge. A government health advisor says good news on one of the coronavirus vaccines that will be offered here. And Donald Trump finally concedes the election, but calls Grove him to be fired immediately. Police say most of the 55 pro-democracy figures arrested on Wednesday have been released on bail without charges. Vicky Wong has more. The suspects, who include former candidates and organisers of an unofficial primary election in July last year, have been ordered to give up travel documents and put up bail of between thirty dollars and $50,000. Two of them, Joshua Wong and Tam Tak Chi, remain in custody. The former is serving a jail term and the latter is awaiting trial for other offences. Former lawmaker Al Nokhin, who's in quarantine, must report to the police later this month. The others must do so next month. Another former lawmaker, Wu Chi Wei, has been remanded in custody on a separate charge after it emerged that he still had his British national overseas passport. Mr Wu had been required to give up his travel documents after being charged with inciting people to join an unauthorised assembly. Prosecutors asked West Kowloon magistrates to review his bail conditions this morning. He's been remanded until a hearing on February the 5th. Mr Wu's party mate Lam Chuk Ting says he has no reason to believe his colleague intended to flee. GY is my friend for years. I know him. He has no intention to escort. And I strongly believe that it is just an unintended mistake made by him. He has no reason to hide the BNO passport. The Democratic Party will help all his legal proceedings in the future and we will provide all assistance to his family members. Despite being questioned by police over alleged national security violations, pollsters at the Public Opinion Research Institute have vowed to continue holding opinion polls and primary elections for various groups. Francis Sitt reports. A deputy at the institute, Chung Kim Hwa, said conducting polls was a basic right and they shouldn't let fear control them. He said officials shouldn't blame those who reflect public opinion, but should reflect upon themselves if polls show they're unpopular. Mr Chung and the group's head, Robert Chung, were questioned by police in relation to a primary vote held by pan-democrats in July for the now-delayed electoral elections. Police accused the pan-democrats of seeking to overthrow the government. Legal scholar Benny Tai, who helped organize the primary, said on his release that Hong Kong may have entered a severe winter, but people would continue to walk against the wind. A government adviser on the pandemic, David Hoy, says that late-stage trials in Brazil show the mainland-made Sinovac coronavirus vaccine to have an efficacy rate of 78%. The authorities in Sao Paulo state say the vaccine was 100% effective in some cases. The jab is one of three the SAR has bought, but Professor Hoy says the government needs more information. He says the Brazilian study involved more than 12,000 mainly middle-aged health workers with no information on the elderly. But he believes Hong Kong is on track to start inoculations next month. This is certainly encouraging data, but they need to provide more information to the Department of Health, including the safety profile, all the side effects, the ingredients of the vaccine, etc., before approval. Professor Hoy said local infections were dropping too slowly, so authorities should speed up contact tracing and quarantine work. 
The mainland has reported 53 new COVID-19 cases, down from 63 a day earlier. Authorities said 33 of the 37 local infections were in Hebei, the province surrounding Beijing. Shijiazhuang, Hebei's capital, has banned people from leaving. The jury looking into the death of a university student during anti-government protests in 2019 has retired to consider its verdict. Jurors have been told to choose between unlawful killing, an accident or an open verdict, meaning there's not enough evidence to draw a conclusion. The coroner, David Coe, says an unlawful killing would have to be beyond reasonable doubt, based on expert evidence. This could only have occurred if someone had hit 22-year-old Chazulok on the head and threw him off the car park building. The Housing Authority says its coffers have been depleted by the rising cost of building new homes, as well as two rounds of subsidies for tenants in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. The authority says the fund has set aside to build new homes has fallen by more than $3 billion, but still stands at more than $50 billion. Chan Kalok, the chairman of the authority's finance committee, says the situation is stable and there's no need to ask for more government money. The drop in the cash in investment balance that drop is modest, but also just simply also reflecting that there is really an increase in the construction expenditure as really to meet our housing target. By that drop, I think that it is still healthy from the perspective of our overall budget. Turning overseas, President Trump has issued a new video to express what he said was his outrage at Wednesday's attack on the Capitol building in Washington. In a marked change of tone, he said the demonstrators had defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election and emotions are high, but now tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. Four civilians died during the attack, and U.S. media are reporting a police officer has also died from injuries. Several dozen people have been arrested. There have been demands for an inquiry into the events on Capitol Hill. And President-elect Joe Biden has blamed Mr Trump for the attempted insurrection on Capitol Hill. Mr Biden said it was the culmination of four years of attacks on democracy, on justice and on the media. Yesterday, in my view, one of the darkest days in the history of our nation. An unprecedented assault on our democracy. An assault literally on the citadel of liberty in the United States Capitol itself. An assault on the rule of law. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings. Ratifying the will of the people in choosing the leadership of their government. Joe Biden's comments come as leading Republicans distance themselves from Mr. Trump, including the Vice President Mike Pence. Several Republicans and Democrats have urged Mr. Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment, which declares the president unfit for office. And Facebook has banned Donald Trump from its social networks indefinitely, and at least until Mr. Biden's inauguration. Twitter also suspended him for repeatedly violating its rules, but has provided him with a route back onto its platform for now. Here's the BBC's James Clayton. 
With a few exceptions, President Trump has been able to post onto mainstream social media sites as he pleases. That appears now to be coming to an end. Facebook's boss Mark Zuckerberg described the attack on the Capitol as a violent insurrection and said the risks of allowing Mr Trump to use the social network during the transition to Mr Biden were simply too great. Twitter has suspended him but has threatened a permanent ban. The question now is can Trumpism exist without the oxygen that mainstream social media affords him? The Indonesian authorities have released from prison an Islamic cleric, Abu Bakar Bashir, who is the suspected mastermind of the Bali bombings in 2002. More than 200 people were killed, including 11 Hong Kong residents and 88 Australian tourists. Here's the BBC's Shaima Khalil. This news brings up so many raw emotions for so many people here. And of course, not very far after 2003, the JW Marriott attacks in Jakarta. Now, important to note, though, that even though Abu Bakr al-Bashir was strongly linked to those two attacks, he was never really convicted for them. He was actually imprisoned in 2011 uh, for links with a jihadi training militant camp in Aceh province. Uh, We also know that he's received a number of jail reductions to his sentence, and now he's a free man. A South Korean court has ruled that Tokyo must pay damages to 12 so-called comfort women who were used as sex slaves in Japanese brothels during the Second World War. The ruling may fray already tense ties between Tokyo and Seoul. Here's the BBC's Laura Becker. A court in Seoul has ordered the Japanese government to pay 100 million won each to 12 women who were taken from their homes and forced to work in military brothels during World War II. The Japanese government has always taken the view that this lawsuit should be dismissed, arguing it has sovereign immunity under international law. Tokyo also believes the dispute was resolved in a deal struck between the two countries in 2015. But some victims refused to accept the money from that deal and instead demanded direct compensation and an apology from the Japanese government. And in financial news, shares in the mainland's three biggest telecoms companies have plunged by as much as 11% after two NDIX providers said they would remove them from global indices. The changes come as Washington blacklists the firms because of suspected links to the military. China Mobile, China Unicom and China Telecom will also be delisted by the New York Stock Exchange after it twice changed its decision in the past week. And the aircraft manufacturer Boeing has agreed to pay more than two and a half billion US dollars to settle criminal charges that it hid information from US safety officials about the design of its 737 MAX planes. Two of the jetliners were involved in deadly crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia that killed nearly 350 people. Here's the BBC's Michelle Fleury. Nearly a year after Boeing's 737 MAX planes were grounded following two crashes that killed 346 people, the aviation company has resolved a US Justice Department investigation. The episode has tarnished the reputation of the world's largest plane maker with both its global customers and its regulators. Boeing was charged with defrauding the Federal Aviation Administration after two pilots lied to the agency about the jet's onboard flight system. The settlement includes $500 million for the crash victims' families, nearly $1.8 billion for airline customers, as well as a fine. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27.883. That's 335 points up on the previous close. Currencies, the euro was at 1 US dollar 22 cents. The US dollar was at 103.85 yen. The pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 51 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung.
Tokyo 2020 organizers insist they will be ready to host the rearranged Olympic Games this year despite a fresh outbreak of COVID 19 that's put the Japanese capital in a month long state of emergency. The rescheduled games are due to open on the 23rd of July, with the Paralympics to follow in August, and the IOC are equally confident of the games taking place. Here's the BBC's Alex Capstick. Well, you'd think there'd be a lot of uncertainty around at the moment, but the official line coming out of the IOC is that they have full confidence in the Japanese authorities to tackle the virus and they're fully committed to the successful delivery of the Olympics and Paralympics. Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihira Suga has also vowed to ensure the Games will start in just over six months' time. But his declaration of a state of emergency is, is clearly a concern. Local organisers, already under huge strain in their preparations, now face Uh, an uncertain period. Test events with athletes from abroad are due to recommence at the beginning of March. In the same month, the torch relay is scheduled to set off. So, what happens if the virus isn't brought under control and there are you know, further lockdowns? There are still big decisions to be made as well, including how many foreign fans will be allowed to attend the Games. And the government has a huge job convincing the Japanese population that the Olympics should go ahead as planned. According to recent polls, the majority are against it. And the current situation isn't going to help change their minds. So the International Olympic Committee think the Games will go ahead, but Dick Pound, a former vice president of the IOC, isn't so sure. I, I think you can't be certain because the, the, the ongoing elephant in the room is, is the, would be the surges in the, in, in the virus.、Uh, but insofar as all of the elements necessary to stage it, the Successful games are concerned, those preparations have been made. I mean, this is a, you've probably seen some of the statements、uh, by others. This is a very, very sophisticated and well organized uh, uh, organizing committee.、Uh, I mean, the, the Japanese have put their first team of,、uh, of, of people、uh, used to doing these things in place. And, and、uh, I think one of their big disappointments is that the, the, they were not able to demonstrate. In 2020,、uh, just what a new paradigm、uh, of Olympic organization、um, would have been achieved. In football, the first of the weekend's English FA Cup ties is in doubt because of coronavirus. Tonight's all Premier League clash between Aston Villa and Liverpool could be called off after what's been called a significant outbreak of COVID 19 at Villa, which has led to the closure of their training ground. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, top stories once again. The police released more than 50 activists arrested in a national security case on bail without charge. A government health advisor says there's good news on one of the coronavirus vaccines. And Donald Trump finally concedes the election. The news from RTHK. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. I like some sweeteners. You prefer a little spiciness. He wants to strike a balance. 
someone thinks allocating resources as needed is most important. To cook to your taste, the most important thing is to know what's on your mind. The 2021-22 budget public consultation has started. Go to budget.gov.hk and share your views.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 8th of January is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. And we sure have a busy program for your listening pleasure. In about 10 minutes or so, we'll be talking to Marcy Trent Long, who is the presenter of our Trash Talk segment. <laughs> it's an interesting topic coming up because she'll be sharing about her surprise 21-day quarantine back in Hong Kong. 